I'm a brony. The word is a contraction of bro and pony. It's the name that male fans of the hit TV series My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic have taken for themselves. The series, which is aimed at pre-teen girls, has a huge male fan base, and I confess I'm one of them. A new survey conducted by the anonymous Coda Brony aims to answer some critical sociological questions about who the Bronies are and why they love this TV show, and I had a chance to ask the survey's author a few questions. So I told Coda that I'm 36 years old, I live in the UK, and my favourite My Little Pony is Fluttershy. I love to watch My Little Pony with my four-year-old daughter. Does that make me a weirdo? Uh, it makes you in good company. Uh, if you look at uh, Favourite Pony in the UK, Fluttershy comes only second and only by a very little amount to Twilight Sparkle. They're both right at about 16.5% in the UK. Although as an older brony, it's a little unusual for you to be a Fluttershy fan as they tend to be more a favorite of the younger bronies in the 15 to 20 year old range. And then people tend to transition over to my favorite word, the adorkable Twilight Sparkle as they get older. My excuse is that I really do have a daughter, but from what I can tell, I'm many standard deviations away from the typical brony. Who are the bronies? Well, they tend to be people in the 15 to 30 year old range. I don't have a lot of good gradation in the 20 year old range because unfortunately when I did the study I binned all the 20 to 30s into one group so um, I can only look at things like educational data where you see a lot of people who are still in college according to the results to make me suspect that it verges toward the earlier end of that spectrum so my gut is that the people in about the 15 to 23 year old range would be the the fat part of the bell curve when you get out into the range where you're in, um, you're getting down into the two and a half, two percent range. I'm really on the extreme end, as I will be turning fifty in August, and there were only eleven bronies in the entire study of nine thousand fifteen who were over the age of fifty. So I'm going to have to go find some other elder bronies to hang out with, I guess. One amazing thing about your study is that it reveals that My Little Pony has fans all over the world, including the UK, where the show isn't even on TV. What do you think this says about the appeal of the show? Well, I think part of it was it went viral, and once things go viral on the internet, they tend to go fairly international. This was aided a lot by the fact that there was easy accessibility of the episodes through YouTube and some of the other video sharing sites, and there wasn't an aggressive effort made, at least early, to take them down. So a lot of people in countries outside of the places where the hub, which is the channel it's broadcast on, where is available, got the opportunity to see the show. And as the word spread about it, they um, were able to spread the news inside their own country. In fact, England is, or the UK rather, is one of the largest of the non-US. I think it's number three after Canada in number of viewers with about 600 out of 9,000 in the study. So it clearly, even without the availability of the show in the UK broadcast, lots of people are watching it. Unlike most TV shows, you can find every single episode on YouTube. You can also find entire wiki sites with very detailed episode guides, trivia, and even in-depth character bios. You just don't see this kind of activity for other shows, well, shows aimed at little girls. What really is going on here? 
Well, that's an interesting question because there have been other good shows. I mean, notice uh, notably uh, Lauren Faust, who was the showrunner for the first season of My Little Pony, had done the Powerpuff Girls before that, which was another kind of slightly subversive show that had a lot of adult-oriented um, humor in it, not adult in like sexual, but just adult in, in the same way that Looney Tunes had had a lot of things that adults could appreciate. Those shows didn't get this kind of attention outside of their core demographics. I think one reason is that Hasbro and The Hub have been very good about, by and large, not aggressively pursuing their intellectual property rights. They are starting to do some takedown notices now on the YouTube stuff, mainly because they're starting to sell DVDs and they have to start to protect the intellectual property of the actual shows in full length. But they haven't made a big effort to stop fan music and, and remixes of music and people taking the screenshots of the art and doing things with it. I think that feeds into the whole viral nature of the net now where you can create all sorts of memes off of My Little Pony. You're seeing that happen, that people... It's like a meme a day comes off every new show, every new uh, song someone does or story someone writes. Memes come off of that, and memes tend to feed on themselves and create interest by themselves. It really is an amazing phenomenon. And according to your study, the people who watch this show are actually spending money buying merchandise, gifts for their daughters. I even bought my daughter a toy hot air balloon, just like the one in the title sequence, and it plays a theme tune and lights up, and my daughter absolutely loves it. It seems that Hasbro have hit gold here by doing the opposite of what TV show producers normally do. Right, and in fact, they are going to get some additional residual revenue out of things like the DVDs, but their bread and butter is selling the merch. It's ironic you talk about daughters. I think most bronies are buying the toys and merchandise mainly for themselves. I'm looking at an entire fleet of ponies are looking down at me from my shelf above my desk here. The biggest complaint, in fact, that most bronies have is that a lot of the especially larger toys are, are made to have their hair brushed, but they're not what they call show realistic. They're more idealized ones. One of the bronies are really looking for is pony toys that look more like the ponies in the show. And that's led to an entire craft movement of people trying to make statues and plushies and things like that that are more show realistic. Well, in the unlikely event that any Hasbro execs are listening, this is an idea that you can take to market now. I'm a big fan of the series. I love the whole absurdity of grown men taking delight in a TV show which is clearly intended for little girls. But perhaps the most absurd thing of all is this phenomenal study you've done which has 80 pages of charts and notes and analysis on the, the whole brony phenomena. Do you delight in this, this absurdity of applying the most macho statistical techniques to this show for little girls? Well, I, I think part of it is that I am a freelance writer and journalist, and there's a kind of curiosity I have, so I can kind of introspect on myself and say, okay, I kind of know why I like the show, but yeah, there's this large group of people who you wouldn't normally associate with the show, and I just got really curious about it. Um, it's There's actually some interesting personality-based statistics you could do, and I'm really looking forward to next year's survey and actually starting to introduce maybe some uh, statistical analysis of things like, uh, I'd love to get them to do a Myers-Briggs and then come in and do it and compare their favorite pony with their personality type. I think there's some really interesting things beyond even just the My Little Pony fandom 
that you could get out of that. Uh, I should make the, the comment, I am not a trained statistician nor a psychologist. Uh, I'm merely married to one, and she just looks at me at disgust and tells me how poorly I'm designing my surveys. Coda Brony's State of the Herd survey is an absolute triumph of data-driven journalism and absurd fandom. You can check out the links to it in our show notes. This is Salim Fadley for The Pod Delusion.